Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with the purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with Danielle Sabrina. Hey, Danielle, how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm super excited to hear from you today. So Danielle, um, you, so you work at Entrepreneur Magazine or you, is that right? Well, um, no. So I'm a contributor there and I'm an, I'm there like ask an expert. So I would say I'm a friend of Entrepreneur Magazine. Okay. All right. Well, that and she is about, she's going to tell us sometime in this interview about what she's doing now with my friend Charlie Rocket, which I'm super excited about. And um, so, Danielle, can you tell me what kind of got you into the entrepreneur space? Did you always want to be in that space? Did you always want to be a business owner? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, but however, like I can, you know, we all have like, if you're an entrepreneur, we all have like our, our beginning entrepreneurial stories. Right. And I never really thought I had one other than like, maybe in like, you know, middle school, like, or junior high or something, like probably like trying to sell like fake weed or something stupid or, you know, like just typical like rebellious type you know I'm like I'm like that's not really that entrepreneurial it's more like rebellious um but then my mom had brought up that she was like oh she's like, and it wasn't it had nothing to do with entrepreneur you know we weren't talking about like entrepreneurship but she was we were just talking about like I was always like sort of in trouble when I was younger like always on like doing something nothing like nothing huge but like enough that it got me in trouble um but she was, and I do remember this now, but she, I used to try to, um, charge the neighborhood kids to like, you like do organized activities. And like, I had all this, I felt like I was giving value and I was like, obviously this stuff costs money. So you have to like figure that out. Um, 
but then, you know, that made me think of like all the other things. And I always was trying to set up some sort of club or, you know, I was always just trying to strategize and do something. So, you know, probably like it is in my blood, but it's not something I was, you know, I wish I had identified that when I was younger, because then I probably would have like avoided is, you know, the trouble that I got into because I did, um, I ended up like going way back on my story. I, I was a high school dropout and a teen mom. Um, so I'm sure that like, if I had identified like entrepreneurship was a good path for me, I'm sure I would have like tried to choose that in some way, but instead I just, you know, didn't. I chose to like not listen, I guess. It's funny because, uh, you know, when I was, I had did a podcast uh, with the guy I was on a podcast earlier and he uh, he asked me um what my big biggest two two um not not my biggest two he asked me if what I thought was the uh the reason kind of I got into being an entrepreneur and really and and I find this happens with a lot that a lot of us are either don't go to college, college dropouts. That would be me. Um, barely graduated high school because I skipped so many days. And I, like you, I dabbled in stuff when I was younger and even delivered papers as a 16 year old. And, and, and I say it, and you would think, well, that's a paper boy. That's not, but it, but, but it was actually entrepreneurship because I had to buy the papers first and then deliver them. And then we got reimbursed. So that's absolutely what that was. And, um, but, but really this, like my real entrepreneurship journey started because I got fired. Started because I got fired and I didn't have any other choice because I'm a convicted felon. I got caught with cocaine in 2005, a lot of it. And I didn't finish college. So I don't know that there's a whole hell of a lot of other choices out there, are there? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's unfortunate too. It's unfortunate that like we have to have that sort of bias against, you know, people who make mistakes. And then, yeah, it's just unfortunate because, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, but I think that people like definitely deserve another chance, especially like, for, to, in my opinion, anyways, like, you know, I guess, especially like when it comes to nonviolent crimes. So, you know, not that people would, the, I don't know, that's again, a whole nother conversation, but it is unfortunate that that's like, you know, you're forced into something, but hopefully you like it now. Oh, I, 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 this is the thing. I always wanted to own my own business. I don't, I didn't really know what, I just knew I wanted to be in business for myself and Probably it initially started out like a lot of people, which was, I didn't want to, I just didn't want to work for anybody else, but really that is part of it for sure. Part of it. But at the same time, I like the fact that I, I kind of make my own schedule to an extent. Um, and that you do get a lot of freedom with being an entrepreneur and you do get a lot of, benefits and perks and guess what if I would have finished college Danielle I don't know if that's the route I would have got to take right 
And yeah, my like transition to entrepreneurship was difficult because I had, when I, so I ended up, you know, I dropped out of high school. I had both my kids by the time I was 19. And, um, but then I became the youngest trader or one of the youngest traders on Wall Street at 19. I started trading equities. So I was really, I mean, like I forced that situation to happen. And then I was like, okay, this is like, if I can do this, then I can just do anything. Um, and that's what gave me a lot of confidence that I think I didn't have before. And I moved up the corporate ladder pretty fast. And for me, it was like, I just kept hitting ceilings, you know, they were like, here's your path. This is, you know, if you want to get here, like, here's what you need to do. And I would accomplish that very quickly. And then I would always have like the person above me be like, well, you know, why don't you go back to school and get your degree? And I would be like, no, like, I don't have time for that. I have two kids, you know, I'm like 20 years old. Like, I don't, what Give me a, I'm trying to figure out parenting, getting up to get to work, to trade in the overseas. Oh, I was trading overseas when th- that was, and I'm like, you know, go, leaving for work at like 3.30 a.m. So I could get, you know, I'm just like, no, like that is not my path. Like, sure. Like it sounds great. But not really. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I got a lot of great opportunities and I, got, and all the, you know, it happened quick. I can say like I was, I, you know, I was recruited. I had a really great career and I was making, you know, by the time I was 22, I was making well into six figures. I don't remember exactly how much now, but like, and that was a hard transition though, because that like to be able to like leave that salary and, and have enough space to like try to figure out what you want to do and try to, and you don't know what that is, but you just know that like, for me, it wasn't the finance industry at all because I just didn't like it and I was so uninterested in it that I don't even know how I was able to be so successful in it. I think it's because I was always really good at growing businesses. So, and I think that's why I was good in the financial industry because I go in and grow broker dealers really quickly um, in, a, in a market that's very difficult to market because of compliance restrictions and everything. Attention contractors of the Successful Life Podcast. Want to supercharge your business decisions? We've got something just for you. Head over to our website, SuccessfulLifePodcast.com, and click on the free download button to grab your copy of Warning When Hiring a Leadership Coach. Equip yourself with the insights you need to make informed decisions for your business. Don't miss out. So, Danielle, how did... Okay, so... You had both babies at 19. You were on the trading floor at age 20. How, how, how the hell do you, what's that? 19. 19. Okay. So how, how I, I can't, my brain cannot even put that together. So my, okay. So my youngest daughter, well, I only have two, so my younger daughter, <laughs> she was like eight weeks old, I think. And, um, I, was working like right before her right before I had her I was working at Kids Foot Locker and I like was asking my manager like okay well how do I move up like like how do I like get the you know like how do I get like a little further like can I like be a shift supervisor for crying out loud like you know like throw me a bone right like um and he was he wasn't very nice anyways but he was like he said, 
I will like the most I could like ever like I'm not going to be anything so like the most I could expect to be is like outside of kids foot locker and any like would be like a receptionist he's like so you're lucky to be here basically like I'm lucky to be it's that or that and I didn't really have like shit to say about that because she's my language like no you're fine trust me I don't know like I was like that maybe that is the truth I don't know like it could be because I just like I don't know because I've never like my other jobs are also retail like I don't have any like experience you know it's not like I could be like well yeah you can and I like barely went to high school so even saying I was like a high school dropout was a lot because I really like I went my freshman year for a little while and even then I really wasn't showing up I I stopped showing up for school in like seventh grade like I was in group homes I just I really was like not in any of like I missed out a lot on (laughs) some stuff so I found myself in like just a situation that I was like, wow, like I can't even get, give myself what I would want, let alone like what like my kids deserve. And I just, all of a sudden, like this life flashed before my eyes that was just horrible. Like I'm just visualizing this horrible scenario of like, I'm never like, nobody's going to do this for me. And I think I kind of relied on, I, I, I think I kind of leaned on like my ex-husband, he's my ex-husband now, but we were together then, the father of my children, you know, like I kind of just like expected, I guess, or hoped that like he would, you know, like it would just be given, like, you know, like I can't do it. Someone is going to step up to the plate and do it. And that didn't end up being the case. So being able to like, I see that I was like, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to live like this. I was like on wick super embarrassing just like I'm just like not like this doesn't even make sense for me so I found um a firm that was hiring I couldn't get in because like my resume wouldn't get through I think would be the reason um but I got the number of this like secretary who worked in one of the departments because I figured if I could maybe at least get in as like in the mailroom or something my thought process at the time was like if I could maybe if I could just get in somewhere, like even if it's the mailroom, whatever, like I know I'm, I knew, I know that I'm capable because if, if and when I'm ready to make a change, I will. Like, and I will like rebirth that. Like it'll be, you know, like I'll literally like, I've done it so many times. Like I, I know, like I knew that even at that age, you know, that like I could just one day decide, okay, I'm done being a delinquent. Now I'm going to get good grades. Like it's, and then that would, and it would just unfold like that. So I just kept calling her and I kept calling her and she was like, there's nothing like there's, you just have to go to HR. I keep telling you, she was so nice. But I just kept calling her, kept calling her. And then one day I was like, I'm going to just call, I'm going to let this go. because This is just getting annoyed. Now I'm just getting like annoyed by it. But I am going to call her to thank her for being so patient and nice, you know, like just say thank you. I'm not going to bother you anymore, but I just want to say, I like appreciate you. Um, And that day that I called her, she was like, I'm so glad you called. I misplaced your number, but I have been looking for it because I wanted to tell you, like, they're hiring people who don't have, like, you don't have to have a degree for this, but you do have to pass this really hard exam. And I was like, I'm in. How do I, sign me up. How do I, and she connected me to the person in the HR department that was, like, responsible for recruiting and, like, told her my story. Um, 
And yeah, I got my opportunity and I did end up passing the exam. And that for sure to this day was that moment that showed me that like every, every path that has already been laid out that is like, or society tells us is the right way to do it. Like there, that's not necessarily true because there were people that were also taking the exam from like Ivy League schools that we went and took the exam on the same day and they didn't pass. So I was like, done. Like, like now I'm like, all right, it's on. Like everything I thought I couldn't do, now I can do anything. Um, and it was, it was great. I think I had a great career. It was really good. Um, but again, the ceiling. So for me, I'm, I like to create and I create fast when I'm in alignment with something. So if I want to achieve a goal, I'm going to achieve it really quickly. And that's, and I need to be in an environment that fosters that. And that's really hard in a corporate space. It's not that they didn't want to, or any of the companies, they were all great, but like, it's just not, it's not practical. Like your company has to be ready for that growth too. Like I've definitely, like there was times where I grew revenue in the, with these broker dealers much faster than they ever thought was possible, which you think on one hand is like really great, but you have to be ready for that scale, like that scale. So that can also kind of backfire, you know, like literally they were like, oh, we had to slow down. This is great. Like they're all excited, but at the same time it was like, you know, it was like I could see brakes just being pumped everywhere because it was uncomfortable almost, you know, like we grew so fast. And I was like, well, you told me this is what we wanted to do, you know? And I'm sure like anybody can understand that. Like it sounds great to be making X, Y, Z, right? If you think about it in like an income way, but then like that also takes on a whole nother level of like risk and responsibility and so while like in your mind, it can sound great to be making $100 million a year or like whatever it is, like you also have to know, like there's a path that gets there. And then it's like, you know, then it's like, oh, are you used to having that much of like a tax liability? Are you like, you know, it's a whole nother set of like, you know, things that you need to learn that are like really important that can come and like bite you if you don't set it up the right way. And, you know, it's just, it's, I, ha I have to be in an environment that I can create and pivot and be my true self. So that's such great points, Danielle, because, you know, it, I, and I don't know if now the people listening probably understand scaling too fast. Right. But, but, you know, may, I, I don't know if you're not an entrepreneur, if you would know that, I don't, I don't know why you would know that. Um, but then again, I, I could be wrong. I, I think that a lot of people, and I, again, this is pure speculation, but I think a lot of people believe that the fact faster is better no matter what. And, and it's just not, it's just like some things more is not better, right. but sometimes less is better. And so you just have to know what animal you're dealing with in whatever scenario you're dealing with yeah. to make that call, you know? So have you had businesses that, well, you said you had, you had, you've had businesses that you've scaled and, and they wanted what you brought, but they didn't know what you were really going to bring. And so at the end of the day, when revenues were super high and the tax brackets and all of the other things that come along with that, how did you deal with that? 
Well, I mean, it wasn't my responsibility to deal with that. <laughs> like, this is when I was younger. So, like, I was not experienced enough to know then, like, if, if this, let's say the goal, you know, whatever, let's just to keep the numbers small, let's say they were like, okay, you need to grow this by like, I don't know, 10 million, whatever, like in revenue, you need sure. to figure out the model that generates that. And they give you like a year to do it. Right. And then you do it in like four months. And I just wasn't like, all I thought about and all I focused on was that. So I just wasn't experienced enough at that time to say, okay, well, here's the, like, if we get to this earlier, are we going to be set up? Like, is customer service going to be set up? Is like, do we have like the, the, the staffing for that? Cause it's more on that side. Like, can we execute? Can we still continue to offer the same level of service? Can we, you know, how does our, like, how does our business operations change? And do, do the people that are on board now, do they have the skill sets that are necessary to, you know, grow in that? So there was just some, and it, so it was, it was fine. It just was like, I just did it, you know, it was just like, okay, well, what's next? You know, like what's, what's next? Like I always wanted to do something different and something, you know, just tackle things differently and the red tape that's involved when you're working and like when you're inside the corporate environment versus like being maybe consultant. Um, yeah, you, I mean, you can only like create so much. So, I mean, that's a great point. I, it sounds like to me, you've got a skill that I don't know if a lot, I don't know if a lot of people have, I don't know the meaning like, you know, for, you clearly know that you can do like, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who's been so confident about growing a business so quickly in my life. And, and that means that's a, that's a, that's a compliment, not, not anything other than that. Um, so I have to take you back for a second. So how did you feel when you walked out of there or when you found out that you passed that test and, and and these other people who'd spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on school and you let me ask you this actually maybe a better question what how long did you have to study for this thing before you took it was a, I want to say like a three months I think I don't know it was a long time ago like my kids are adults now they live on their own <laughs> it's a long time ago oh it was a long time ago okay I didn't know that I didn't I, I was thinking this was like 12 years ago like no, no, no. So my daughters are now um, 21 and one will be 20 next month. So yeah, they're like, they're adults. <laughs> yeah, I know this is a long time ago. It's 20, 21 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Looking yeah. back though, I mean, that was, it was such a huge, huge thing in your life for you to make that call that last day to that lady, you know? you know and that's the like that's that's a divine alignment right there like that's what that is and you know I can now like now that I've you know really like matured in my journey and stuff that you know I can look back and see like why those things because something that's people I get a lot in my inner circle is well you're so smart you're so smart and I'm like ah like no that's not what it is like that is not what it is I and well researched and I like am a powerful manifester. So I don't, I think I did it like 
you know, subconsciously when I was younger. I remember my first like visualization experience was um, when I was in seventh grade and I'm very tall. So I'm, I'm like five, eight, um, maybe like, I'm sure if I stand up really tall, I'm probably five, nine, but so I'm tall. Okay. And back then I cheered and one of the things you needed to be able to do was back handspring. And because I'm so, and it was new then, like every, now, now tumbling, gymnastics, all, like people are doing that, or like, like, that's like, the, like barely, like I'm sure there's like two year olds doing that now. But anyways, back then that was not like a very well, you know, like nobody was really doing it. And I needed to be able to do that, to stay on the cheer, with the cheer squad, which was something that was important to me because I've always cheered or anytime I was in school, it was like really when we for me, like the only purpose for me to be in school was so that I could share. Like that's <laughs> my thought process back then. Yeah. Um, but nobody could spot me for a backhand spring because I'm so tall. And, you know, and like you think back into like seventh grade and like everyone's short then, you know, a lot of people haven't like hit their mature, you know, they haven't gone through puberty, like the tiny people everywhere. And then like the gym teacher's old and she can't spot, you know, and like nobody could spot me. And, so my gym teacher, though, had sat me down and was like, listen, like, just trust me on this and you're going to visualize yourself until you can do this. And she would sit me down. She like took me out of classes. She was so nice. Um, and we would like close our eyes and she would like walk me through like what it would look like, what my body would be doing, how I would feel doing it. And I kid you not, I ended up doing a back handspring. And that is like not easy at five, eight, five, whatever. Like that is, it's just not like you're flying backwards. Like, especially if you don't come, like we weren't doing like gymnastics type stuff, you know, like we're cheering. Um, so that was definitely my first experience with it. And then I remember applying it to like other things like boys and, you know, friends. <laughs> I visualized myself being like the most popular and then it ended up happening, you know, like stuff like super like silly stuff now when you think back on it. But um, yeah, and I don't think I, I, I didn't connect that until much later in my life. And I started to learn about energy, the power of manifestation, um, you know, the more like woo woo side of things. And I really believe that's why even today, like I have the success I have with my agency I think that's, you know, why I've gotten the opportunities I work with that I have. I mean, I have like incredible partners from, you know, there's different NBA players that I'm partnered with and we have businesses together and I just have all these like amazing people that come into my life. And even recently with everything that's been happening, I, my business took a big hit and I am like grateful for it because it gave me a chance to take a step back and like talk to my team and just, you know, I was like, listen, we're incorporating what is true. And that is the universe is involved in our success and clients who don't resonate with that. Don't, they can look for another agency that's more in alignment with them. And my agency, like we do PR. So it's very different than anything on like the spiritual side of things or like, you know, the universe the law of attraction. Um, but I made that decision and I was like, I'm not going to do anything that doesn't feel good. I don't care what it is. I don't care what the retainer is. I don't care anything. If it doesn't feel good, I'm not doing it. And I want everyone's energy like 
to check to, for them to check themselves and their energy. And like, that's, what's most important to me. So when we start off our team meetings, we're, we're, we're really like setting our intentions and we're visualizing the success of our clients and, and putting more emphasis on that than like just the everyday to do's because we're not going to, I'm not going to move anything that way. I'm not going to like change anything that doesn't do anything for our planet. It doesn't do anything for humanity. It does nothing but put money in our pocket. And at the end of the day, like it goes away like that. So why, like, why, why go down that path then, you know, if that's my belief. And I've just been very strong about that, especially recently. I've been, I'm very intuitive. I got, I started launching my agency, my agency before my agency was, I was a business intuitive and that's how I decided to leave financial planning. Um, and I did that and I was, you know, I had a lot of success with that. And then, you know, that moved over to like working with more corporate clients and then working with celebrities. And then that turned into an agency, which then became more corporate and became more, you know, like vanilla almost in the, you know, it just became more like what you, what you think an agency should look like, or, you know, that type of thing. And, you know, it's really not like, I think, you know, people come and like, they come and work with TriBuilder and like they, the feelings they get like our reviews have so much more like they're 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 always like you know the results were amazing but like I felt so good working with them or like you know I felt so like motivated you know and that just tells you like it's just it's energy and energy is real it is for me anyway like it is for me yeah no I totally agree Daniel 100 percent and you know, I, I was thinking when you said woo-woo, I was like, I wonder why people say woo-woo. And I was like, because you hear that all the time. I, I'm sure I even say that from time to time. Yeah. Not, but not in a negative connotation. Not at least, not if it's coming out of my mouth anyway. Um, but like, I wonder because if it, I, I, the only conclusion that I could come to is that people don't understand the power of energy and our minds in the universe and the things that if we think different thoughts, different shit's going to happen to us. Yep. Well, I think there's also not enough people stepping up and saying like, that's how they achieve their success. Like that's what they're doing. You know, I stepped away from it for a long time, not intentionally, just I mean, life takes over, you know, you, especially like if you're a founder and your business is really growing, I'm, I'm more focused on, you know, meeting the accountant, creating partnerships, you know, that I like kind of neglected sharing that piece of it, which is, it's a big part of it. And when it doesn't work, you're going to feel like you're constantly like in a hamster wheel. You're constantly recreating something or like the momentum is just like sticky and you know, you're just trying, you know, it's just like, you can't get it done. And then all of a sudden you're in alignment and it's, it's like, whoop, <laughs> on a platter, right? Yeah. So here's a question for you. You know, can you tell me a time when you've, when you can remember when you were in one of those situations and you recognized it. And the reason I'm asking this in case somebody listening hears this and they, they say, well, you know, maybe I'm in that Sarah, or this sounds similar to the situation I'm in. At what point did you decide to, what point did you realize what first, what was the situation? What point did you realize it was not a good fit? And, and then three, how did you pivot from that? 
Um, well, I would say like more, it's really the most recent time is what really sticks with me. And because it's been a while since I really like stepped back when I followed, I can tell when I've stumbled out of alignment, like it's normal. And I have, and I've done this enough times and I've done enough work and I, and I have enough, you know, like I have enough like coping mechanisms and stuff that it allows me to like not stay out of alignment for very long. But there's a big difference between, I think like stumbling out and then kind of getting back on that steady path than there is to really connect to your purpose again and connecting to that energy that just like lightning bolts you. And that's like, you know, recently, like I was so numbers driven and I was just like very, I wasn't, I was literally like, I wasn't speaking my own language. I wasn't using the terminology that I know is true. I know, you know, like not everybody believes in all of, you know, in that. And, you know, I'm always very mindful of that. And I never want to push my beliefs on someone, but at the end of the day, you know, it's my business, it's my life. And like, I will, I, people need to resonate with that. And if they don't, that's okay. Because there's a lot of other places that they can work or there's a lot of other places where they can get PR, um, you know, and making that decision, I just, I took a step back. And for a couple of days, I just kind of checked out and I meditated a lot. And for me, meditation is not just sitting there. It's very, like, it's very intentional for me. Um, you know, sometimes I use cards that help me, like, just kind of guide my thoughts. Um, I use oil, you know, things that help bring me down because I'm always, like, super high in my vision. You know, like, I'm, I need something that, like, really pulls me down. So I try to use, like, music and and things that can like help me stay connected on like, okay, what am I doing? What do I need to work on? What feels good? How can I get more of that? How can I, you know, put that kind of energy out and how can I like be a, like more, how can I be more of service and focus on that and let go of like what things might be or what they're going to be. Cause we just don't know. It changes all the time anyways. Um, and then see what happens. And I think the, you know, the universe responds right away. And it did for me immediately. Like, you know, I had someone reach out that I've been a big fan of for a long time. I've been a big fan of her brand and um, wanted PR services. And I'm like, of course, perfect. You know, perfect, like perfect, perfect client. Like, I can't wait to work on that account. My team can't wait to work on that account. Like, I forgot about that. You know, like I forgot about like putting those intentions out and like defining what that is. And so, you know, I, I had a call with my team and I was like, listen, this is how we're moving forward. I said, I'm doing business differently. I'm going to lead differently. And I was like, it's not going to look the same as everyone else's stuff. And I said, so you either can believe in me or if you don't believe in me, that's okay too. Like, but I'm telling you, like, I'm going to push the limit on things and I'm going to do big things. And like we're going to be all over the place. Sometimes it's going to feel like, and I can't always tell you what's coming or where our path is going to take us, but you can choose to like trust and be there and be in that energy and be in that space. And I just kind of like listed out all of these things. I'm like, we're not going to suffer in silence. There's no, there's no line between like professionalism and like your personal, 
like what's going on in your personal life. Like that's just as important to me. Like if something's happening to you and you're on my team, like communicate that because we're going to help you out collectively. Maybe you need some time off. Maybe I don't know what, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. Like whatever that is, like we will help you. I will help them. And so I just said, you know, if you want to go on this journey with me or continue on this journey, like don't worry about yourself. I'll worry about you. You worry about the people that you love worry about the people around you um and you know and that's like that's the path so it feels better I called one of my um and you know you have to kind of be willing to let things go and so I do a lot in the IPO space and that's kind of what always always pushed me like in my brand to be a little more like formal I guess and um it's a client that's going to be launching a fund here on the exchange in, in the U.S. he's from London so very very big client and so I called him and I and I, I was like listen I have to tell you like all my beliefs <laughs> we have to have a talk about the universe <laughs> because I need you to know like how I am moving my agency forward how I'm moving forward like and I, I want to make sure that you're in alignment with that because you're paying you know you're paying the agency a lot of money and I want you to be able to like know that like you can like go and it's okay but I want you to know like this is how you know we're still going to do your investor relations by the books that doesn't change anything that you know like <laughs> we're not going to like screw that up it doesn't, that doesn't change anything but um yeah this is like my belief and if I'm like giving you my energy like that's like more important to me than anything so you have to be a co-creator in this process and be aware of your own self and be aware of your own energy um as it affects me, it affects our team. And yeah. he was like, okay with that. And I was like, oh my God, like just another sign. Cause I didn't expect him to be okay. This is not like, it is like not, I really did expect him to be like, okay, thanks for calling. And then, you know, go find another investor relations firm to work with. <laughs> I, I, yes, I, I would have probably have guessed that, that, that's probably what I would have guessed would have happened because there are far less people that think like you and I then don't. Right. Far less people that think like you. I said that right. You know, and they don't vocalize it. I, I'm just very like, I'm very strong in whatever it is that I choose to believe. <laughs> like what, and like, that's like, that's what I lay out and that's what's going to happen. And I'm, I'm very focused in that way. So I, I think being very clear with the people around you is helpful so that they know where you stand. There's no need to be like, that's, we don't have to like hide who we are, or our beliefs. Like not everybody's, most people are not going to get, get it, understand or resonate. And that's okay. Like that's okay. I mean, I'm sure at one point I didn't either, you know, like it's a journey. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, I wondered, Danielle, what in, so if, if you don't mind, can we go back for a moment? And you, you said that you had jumped from group home to group home, right? Um, can you take us through a little bit of that? Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. You, um, okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just kept getting into trouble. Like I just, I wouldn't go to school. Like I wouldn't, there was, you know, my mom had like absolutely no control over Okay. But, but she was in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. She just like, couldn't, I mean, I don't think, 
I'm not someone who can be controlled. And I think that's something like my dad was around, but he was in the Navy. So he was like always stationed somewhere else from where we lived because my parents were divorced. So um, my dad has always been like, I think I'd maybe take after him a little bit more in my own parenting, which is like, he's just always held space. So like, he's just always like, okay, like however you want to live is totally fine. Like, you know, and he was, when I was getting into trouble, he was like, he's like, well, you know, that's just like the rules. If you don't go to school, like that's the consequence and you just kind of have to do your time. But he like was never like, you're bad for doing that. He was like, I mean, I don't blame you, but like that's, there's just really nothing we can do. Like, that's just like, you just have to like do the time. Like that's, that's all there is to it. And then we would, and the conversation would be over and we'd be talking about something else, you know? So, well, it's pretty mom, cut and dry. I mean, yeah, he was just like, but he was never like, you know, he was never like, you're not, you shouldn't be doing this, or like, what were you thinking? Like, nothing along those lines ever. So, and my mom was just like really strict, you know, and like, was, I'm sure her own beliefs were like, this is the only path that you can take to be successful, is like, make sure you do XYZ, you know, or whatever. And, that's just, I mean, that's, that's, she was doing the best that she knew. It just wasn't like vibing with me. So I'm glad you brought this up actually. Sorry to cut you off. What, who do you think had the more impact on you then? Definitely my dad. Yeah. Because I definitely tend to be the stricter one for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, so I learned in my parenting, like, I was really strict with my kids when they were younger, and it's just, like, you need to just, or for me, like, just love is the only thing that matters. Just love them. They're individuals. It's their life. Like, trust them. Like, they came from us. We're smart. Like, you know, like, trust, trust that they, like, are going to be okay, and when I stopped, like, controlling things, I just, like, people ask me, like, well, how are the teenage years? I'm, like, great. Like, I never had any issues with my kids. Like, I just, my kids have always been great. Like, I know, like, not in the way, like, they haven't done things that, like, definitely not, like, some of their friends where I'm just, like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> it's, like, so, I don't even know. I'm so glad that you're not my, my child. Oh, my but, God. But at the same time, like, their parents are so strict and they're so controlling. So, I don't know. I think it just gets to the point, like, just make them, let them, my belief is like, just, you know, let them make their own choices. And if they're like a little rebellious, like let them just like navigate that. It's, it's probably part of their path, honestly. And if they're, you know, when they're old enough for me, like when my kids were both my, my younger daughter graduated a year early and my older daughter got like her high set, which is probably similar to like a GED. Um, but they both were enrolled in college. They did it by themselves. Like they were just like Morgan, my older daughter, I took her to a lot of like NLP stuff that I would do and different conferences. And they've both been able to like, you know, they like know Gary Vee, they like have been at all of, you know, our intimate gatherings, different like thing, you know, like they've been just in it. So they've had so much experience being able to like be a part of things or see how like they work that, it didn't surprise me when like my older daughter was like, I don't want to, like I'm, 
I think I'm done with school. And she got straight A's. So I was like, she's always been an honor student. And I was like, well, you know, I obviously asked her, is everything okay? And she was like, she just was like done. She's a lot more mature. You know, she's traveling the world with me, going to like either producing high-end events, being involved in high-end, you know, we're just being in like round table discussions and just right there, very intimate ones where there's like five or six people. So she's getting like really like, you know, just absorbing, like obviously she's going to be in high school. So, you know, I was like, sure then of course like why wouldn't you be able to make that decision and that was not something that resonated with anyone else within my family like or her family like I get a lot of pushback on that and a lot of criticism um but she is you know studying for her series seven now so and so I don't know if that's if I know I'm like more than that is the path but maybe it is for her um you know I'm like that's that that had to be my path because I was a teen mom (laughs) you you have a different lifestyle (laughs) yeah but she saw you know she saw what you did at such an early age and you made that impression on her so deeply that you know she wants to go do the same thing she's seen that you've been successful. She's seen that you raised two kids practically on your own. I don't know about on your own. I shouldn't say that. I don't know that for sure. I don't know how long you were married, but guessing at 19, the boyfriend, the boyfriend slash husband probably was not the most mature human being because unless he was both young. Right. Right. I mean, at 20, 20 years old. Right. I mean, yeah, no, no one knows what they're doing at that age. Oh my God. I can't even fathom having a child at 20 years old like if i would have had a child at 20 well i mean i i know what would have happened probably but how old is your child now or children she will be 11 in uh this month actually october october jesus uh april 30th oh okay nice yeah so let's circle around really quick um we got a few more minutes i want to talk to you about you mentioned gary v so who is your so a couple of questions i'll throw them all out at you at once who who are you following like who is your who is your go-to influencer right now that's one question second question is favorite book third question is what are you reading now oh my gosh okay i am reading at any given time like 10 books like literally I'm like in the middle I'm sure like I I'm like literally so many between I'm like my nightstand has like all these books with all these like weird book like bookmarks because I'm like picking them up and then I'm like oh, I don't have the bookmarks there's like lamps like you know like in there and like fighting things and then I like my so what am I reading right now I am reading I forgot the name of it so I live right near the um self-realization center in los angeles which is like this really cool um it's not like a church it's a like it's a it's a self it's it's like a it's a spiritual center so like they hold morning meditation there there's like a it's really beautiful and like the i'm trying to look up his name because i can't pronounce it so i'm gonna spell it for you (laughs) um i'll have to send it to you it's his journey um 
And then I am reading from my, I'm looking at my Kindle right now. Like this is how much I, I'm in between like so many different books that I'm surprised that I get anything out of any of them because I'm in, like I read so many. Um, getting the love you want because I recently um, broke up with my fiance. So I want to make sure that I'm like healed and whole before, you know, I move on. The, then um, Charlie and I are reading The Art of Community. That's been pretty good. Um, and I've already read The Alchemist, but I'm reading that again too. And I'm listening to it. And then on my Audible, <laughs> this is like a long time. Oh, like, yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, I, I, yeah, go. Indistractable, and then um, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, fanatic, no, that's not what that is. Stop listening to that one. I guess I'm not going to say what it is that I mean like it. Um, and then Mel Robbins, uh, Take Control of Your Life. That's pretty good too. Um, and then there's a, then I read, um, I always read The Course in Miracles. So I'm always like in and out of that book. Um, and then we would have to venture into my bedroom for me to remember the rest, but I read all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my hobby. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Do you ever watch? Oh, okay. So I need my to watch. I need, yeah, go. My go-to influencer right now is definitely Charlie because I think that he, so when it comes to influencers, I mean, of course, I love like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone. They're all great. And, you know, now that they've like, you know, I know them, like, I, I guess I just don't see them as much of an influencer as I do, like maybe more like a peer. Um, so I won't, I don't even really consider them influencers anymore. Um, and I'm looking for, and I'm also, I also feel like they are like, the purpose I had with them is like, you know, like I'm past that, you know, like I really like Gary Vee and like was really like helped me like get going in the beginning and Grant was like great at, you know, just like kind of flip, flicking, flipping that switch for me too. And just kind of getting me, I tend to like, you know, be in my, my own head about things a lot. So they really helped me um, on the execution side, like just execute. So that's like I feel like I'm I've kind of nailed that down now <laughs> like now I don't have it I you know I know like I can have a good balance between like you know being too like out there and then like not executing like talking about an idea forever like I'm very much like okay what are tangible steps <laughs> um but I do look for like Charlie for sure because you know the path that he you know what he's doing right now with the dream tour and just what with his life in general I think takes a lot of bravery it takes a lot of confidence and it takes a lot of passion and like commitment because there's a lot of energy to put towards kicking something off. And for people who don't like you have Charlie on, so they probably know mm -hmm. who you're listening to this, but um, he is going to be touring nationally delivering dreams. So to be able to pull that off in the way that he's pulling it off in a national tour like that is a tremendous amount of energy. And you have to like tend to that energy all the time. And you like, it's just like, you know, I, I remember it reminds me of like when I first launched my own personal brand and it was just so much like it's, it takes like so much out of you 
to be like motivating so many people to be able to like carry what you're trying, you know, to help you carry what you're trying to do. So I think that that's, you know, I think that's really incredible of him. And those types of stories and people are what most in- are most inspirational to me. Another, um, I would say like influencer is Mark Weber is another person that I'm very aligned with right now. Um, and what we're going to be doing with like the film that he's going to create around this and just, you know, like-minded. So that's what inspires me right now is people who are connected to the universe that want to do, you know, something at a very high level that's impactful and that they're not just like talking that game. They're not just like, you know, being like, yeah, it's great, but like actually living it in their life, you know, through their actions, through their, through their decisions that's that's inspiring to me the small things are more inspiring to me than just like the big you know like i can make all this money or you know whatever like i've already done that like <laughs> you know it's like I'm, I'm i'm over that like i'm more i'm more on me like how do i like create a like more wholesome life for myself like how do i make better help the decisions how do i like prioritize things and like how can i be how can I be more kind? How can I be more helpful? And like, how can I be of service more? And where do I put that time to be of service? You know, it's really easy to like get involved in different things that on the outside, like look good maybe, you know, but like really feel like you're making an impact that's measurable. So I would say those right now are off the top of my head anyway. <laughs> I'll probably end this and be like, oh, it's all these other people too. That was that was awesome, and yes, Charlie is such a good-hearted dude. Like I, you know, when I spoke for the first time, Charlie was there, and he was speaking also. And what an amazing experience to be able to say that I shared the stage with Charlie for my first time. It was pretty cool. Now my, my performance sucked ass, but. Yeah. Oh my God, I cried like a baby because there's two, but there's a couple of reasons why my best friend was there and my best friend is the reason he's, he's the one that sowed the seed to get me for me to get sober. Um, and so I just didn't put it all together until I saw him sitting there and it just didn't, I don't know. It was weird. And, and then the second one was a, a thing that my wife did for me. It was just one of the kindest things that any human's ever done for me. And, and I cried my fucking ass off, both of them. I yeah. Sure and that's okay. Like that's, that's also okay. Like that's, I think like that's, I hope to see like as a society we shift and, you know, we stop like having all of these just ways that people are supposed to act like whether it's like a male or a female or like you're supposed to be this feminine or you're not supposed you know or you're too feminine or you're even free you know you know you're not masculine anything it's like I'm just so sick of all the labels and just I think people just like let them be and let them be their authentic selves and that starts like with you and the people that are near you and being able to like hold that space for them and allow them to do that and then it's also like you doing that because you can't just like expect the other person to always be like their vulnerable self if you're not willing to be equally as vulnerable and I try to practice that even like you know with my kids today like if I or anyone really like 
you know, I just think of my kids, you know, if I like am short with them or like if all of a sudden like I, you know, had a thought and it made me realize like maybe something I had told them, like I did, I, my belief changed, you know, so I'll like, I'll, you know, I'll be like, hey, you know, I, I really, I think I was wrong about that. I think there's a different way to look at that. You know, I think it's just like important to just like be, be, be like true. I agree. And I think because I think I'm sure that you, you understand what I'm saying when I say this, because there's so much out there that you just don't really know. You know, you just don't really know if it's, you know, you don't, you don't know if people are being their authentic self, regardless if they say authentic 25 times in their sentence, like you just, you never know. And you can sense though, like you can, I think you can, I, I, th- I like, I see right through it. So, you know, it's, don't try, just, just try, like, just try to be, that's all, like, just little baby steps, it's hard for people too, so even, like, when I can see it, I don't, I don't, like, I understand it too, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, no, you're right, I mean, but really, it's all about just, just telling the, the damn truth, really. That's you know? hard for people, though, to even tell them <laughs> sometimes, so. Very much so. It very much so is. They might not even have the words to identify what it is that they're feeling or why they're feeling, you know, like they just might not even have that vocabulary yet. Such a good point, Danielle. Such a good point. I, you know, I didn't really think about it that way, but you're right. And I forgot when you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, she's, you know, NLP. So you're right. I get it. I, I also am certified practitioner with NLP. Oh, yeah, I, well, I mean, I, I, well, I was just thinking about it in the ways that is more like, you know, like, during my own healing, I didn't know how to, like, identify, like, some of the things I was feeling in a way that was, like, could help me. So right. I have felt like it was, like, I might have described it as something that it, like, it wasn't, and, and that, like, that could have been my belief, like, I really could have believed that, like, you know, I'm feeling this way because, or that person was like intentionally being like rude or demeaning to me when like, that's not what it was, you know? So I just didn't even have like, I think that you develop that vocabulary through healing. Um, and you have like, that takes a lot of work because it's not, you know, it's like a little child like when they're throwing a temper tantrum, like they literally don't have the words to tell you what is wrong. Right. They don't even know. So that's right. like the thing that happens to us like we lose our temper or we're like angry like we're not able to like identify or like point out what's happening you know like so we don't know our students are just like "Ah!" you know (laughs) yes and that was a yeah great example because that is literally sometimes how my head feels like it is like going in 90 different areas but i know what you're saying and so i was i guess i brought the nlp thing because i think since taking my certification or whatever, um, I think that it's helped me for some of those words, right? You know, it's helped me to be able to say exactly what I'm feeling, you know? So I don't think I had like a very good like experience. I mean, my NLP was like, it was okay, but you know, like there's so many like places out there that teach it and then you go and they're like, trying to like sell you like another one so you're just there getting like the surface and you're just like I would have just bought the other one 
<laughs> I'm like, why are you putting me through this? So I got like, I, I know enough about it. And I do think it's helpful for anyone. I just have never, like, you know, I never, I don't think I like experienced it the same way that like, where I could be like, oh, I like would feel comfortable even like tell, you know, like being like, oh, here's how you do it. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like, I don't think, like, I wouldn't even know. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to, I just want to go ahead and wrap up, Danielle. Uh, we're about running at a time. Um, can you, do you, first of all, thank you so much. This has been magnificent. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Do you mind telling everybody where to find you really quick and maybe a website if you'd like? Yeah, you know what I would really like everyone to do is like get on the dream tour and help that get off. People need help right now. Um, don't worry about finding me. Like, let's just go out there and like help other people right now. I think is I'd much rather if there's any call to action, it's that one. <laughs> Boom. That was such a great answer, Danielle. Um, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate you coming on today. Thank you. You're welcome. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.